1: Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and boy, do we have a show for you today. We're going to be talking about, pretty much only one movie, we're going to be talking about The Wrinkle in Time, but I'm okay with that, because this is a fantastic film, so we're going to be talking about that for the most of the the show, but we're also going to be talking about Mascots Matter, a panel hosted by Gina Davis, Foundation for Gender Equality, which is definitely an amazing panel, and we're going to be talking a lot about that. But speaking of gender equality, we're going to be talking about Wrinkle in Time, which I think is I'm so excited for this film because it's, it's directed by Ava DuVernay who is breaking barriers for women filmmakers all over the world African American women filmmakers all over the world she have a wonderful film such as 13th and Selma and now she has a new film A Wrinkle in Time who has everybody you know and love Oprah Reese Witherspoon Mindy Kaling so many people and it's just a great film with a wonderful imagination so Let's get right into it. We have the wonderful Benjamin and Kamai talking about it. So, thank you so much, YouTube, for being on the show. Let's get right into it. So, Benjamin, what did you think of Wriggle and Ty overall? Overall,
2: I think the movie has quite a bit of problems. And um, I was kind of disappointed with it considering how much great talent is working on this one project. It has some really good messages. Storm Reed does a great job at playing the protagonist Meg, and the visuals are really beautiful, yet weird, but it has some structural and story issues.
1: Interesting. I want to tackle onto that, but I want to go to Kamai. Kamai, do you agree or disagree with Benjamin?
3: I actually disagree with him. I felt like it really... I agree with him with the visual storyline and everything, plot, all of that stuff. I, I agree with that. But I felt like it really brought the kid out of view. And that it had important messages. And I feel like most people would enjoy it.
1: Now, um, Benjamin, tell me what you found disappointing about the film.
2: It captures some of the magic. It just brings up all these different ideas that are interesting. And these plot threads that would further the movie. And then you sort of leave them hanging there. Um, there were some excellent sequences that could have come out of... I wouldn't say it's as much as... Some of it is the dialogue since the dialogue is just incredibly cheesy at times um, where it feels overdone and not something real people would say although these are fantastical characters it's uh, h- hard to suspend your disbelief that much that they would say things like some of the lines that are said. But it also falls onto the editing because I feel like they edited a lot of some of the best parts of the book out or Altered them in a way that made them less magical.
1: Come on, do you have anything to um, rebuttal on that?
3: I actually do. While watching the film, I felt, even though I'm already still a kid, I still, I still felt a little younger. And I'm sure everybody in movie theater did. It was magical. There's tons of scenes, and sure, there were some parts where they could have brought out more or brought down less. But either way. I feel like it did pretty well. Now, come on, have you read the actual
1: Wrinkle in Time book?
3: I actually have never heard of the book until now, so I would have read it if I could. Benjamin, I'm guessing you've read the book, then. Yeah, and
2: that's partly maybe the reason um, I had problems with the movie, uh, it's because I liked the book. There's just it's it has it's really weird and different, but it has a certain sort of magic and that although like every Disney movie has that, but it doesn't have that same magic that the novel had in its characters, in the settings, in the creatures.
1: Now see, this is it, it's hard because I understand where you're coming from that whenever a movie is adapted from a book that, oh, it can't be as good as the book, and it's a very hard like, balance that filmmakers have to, well, walk on a tightrope of whether or not to be, to be as cinematic as possible, but also try to honor the book as well. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Guess How Much I Love You An Enchanting Easter. We're going to continue our conversation with Benjamin and Kamai about a Wrinkle in Time. So, Benjamin, out of curiosity, take away that this is based off a book. All of that, you don't know it's based off of a different source material. Just on its own, it's a film. What do you still find it disappointing?
2: Um, and I don't necessarily actually think it being based on a book held it back. In fact, there. but I guess my opinion might change a little. Um, no preconceived notions of what I want the story to be. Uh, but it was almost being based on a book. Let the movie be better in some aspects than the book actually was. And there are parts of Wrinkled Time. Like, the villain is more threatening. The book is more grounded in reality. The messages feel a little more universal and a little more interesting. And, uh, there's more backstory on some things, like the relationship between Meg's parents and the relationship... It's more the relationship, so the relationship between Meg and her father, and the relationship between Meg's father and um, her mother.
1: Kamai, um, what would you say makes this film important?
3: Um, What I like about this film and what makes it important is that, first, it has lots of messages, like her parents are black and white, so it's interracial love. And also, I like it because... It feels like it takes you to another world while watching the movie, like while watching different animals and creatures, and also there was some bullying, mix, bullying mixed in with it, but she fought off, and her going to a different place in a different world helped her see through the bullying and stand up for herself.
1: Now, it's interesting, because this film is it's breaking a lot of barriers, because it's the first time that an African-American woman director has finally gotten a budget of... Uh, this is the largest budget African American woman has ever gotten to make a film and that's already Breaking Barriers and it's you can see again where the money went to the money went to these amazing effects and amazing visuals and of course it is a hard book to adapt because there's a lot it's fantasy books especially because you want to make sure that you capture the world and the fantastical element while also making it of course cinematic and an hour and a half maybe two hours so um Come on, not knowing anything, not even knowing that there was a book off of this, um, what would you say is the age recommendation for this film?
3: Um, I feel like it'd be for 10, 10 through 18 or maybe a little higher, but definitely not for anybody under the age of 10 because uh, the storyline and plot can get a, re- a lot confusing sometimes, before, mm. and the messages won't really reach out to them. Because at that age, you don't really experience that stuff or just see that stuff around you. So I feel like it'd be for 10-year-olds and up.
1: Now, Benjamin was mentioning about the editing and how they took a lot of stuff out that would could have been more interesting. Um, come on, I'm curious. Did you want to see more of this world? Did you want to just take, for the filmmakers to take more time in, like, including the audience in this world? Come on. Oh,
3: sorry, my speaker messed up. But, um, yeah, I would like that. I would like some more ca- character development because it seemed a little rushed at sometimes. Like, all of a sudden, just meeting this new person and you're like, who is he? Who is she? It felt a little rushed. So I feel like they could have taken some more time to uh, introduce the characters a little bit more.
1: Understandable. And, um, Benjamin, uh, would you, how many stars would you give this film? I'm
2: getting- a three out of five. There are definitely some good things here. Um, It's not perfect, and I do think I will end up watching it again, just to see if maybe looking it over again and trying to maybe forget a little bit about the book uh, would sort of change my opinion of the movie. Uh, but so far, I'm sticking at a three out of five. I think I still recommend it though, because of the experience of seeing these characters on the screen and these worlds brought to life. Even though I thought the story didn't bring them to didn't bring them to the screen the way I wanted. Totally understandable But again, it that's
1: it's it's very hard when adapting a movie from original source material. It's it's hard. So at least this film, I feel like this film is can appeal to a lot of people, but I understand some of your disappointment in there, and Kamai, you seem like you really enjoyed it. So, in the end, people just gotta go check out the film and draw their own conclusions. With that said, thank you so much, YouTube. for talking about Wrinkle in Time. It's been a pleasure. This film is out in theaters now, so please go check it out. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakeslee, and let's take a break.
0: Hey, welcome back.
2: I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about A Wrinkle in Time, and next we'll be talking about the C Jane Mascots Matter panel hosted by the Gina Davis Foundation for Gender Equality with Amani from New York City. How is it going today, Amani? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good as
4: well. So what exactly was this panel about? So the mascots matter panel was about basically like five panelists talking about gender and race and like disabilities and how that is going on in society and how society really like deals with it. Um, And also about just how the world sees them and how they're treated differently and how it may be hard for them to get up sometimes, but they could just keep on going as long as you have the mentality to do that and just keep on doing so. What did you like about this panel? Um, I really liked the diversity in the panel and how each and every panelist have their own storyline and just giving advice to people and, I don't know, just, like, really, like, benefiting everyone and giving a lot of advice, and I just really enjoyed um, the discussions and how it related to society and stuff.
2: So, um, which panelist did you find the most interesting? Because there are a lot of interesting people here on this panel, from what I read.
4: Yes, most definitely. I really enjoyed Courtney Parker, because um, she's a successful person of color, woman, to be exact. And I just really admire her, because she just, she's African-American, just like I am. And I just really acknowledge that she was able to work her way up, and like not let judgments get to her or anything. She just kept on going that you just need to do what you need to do as long as you want to do. And I just really admire that. And I look up to her a lot.
2: Were there any, can you put down any specific part that was your favorite
4: part of this panel? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think my favorite thing about the panel would be when Courtney Parker said, there are two things that you will never be able to change and have to accept being black and a woman. And that's um, a quote that her father said to her. And I just, it just really stuck to me throughout the whole event and just, like, seeing, wow, like, that's me too and that I can't change that right now. So I just, I really want to, like, live up to the potential that I know and I have. What do
2: you think the main message of this panel was to you? Um, sort of, what did you, what was the main thing you took away from it? That
4: everyone should be given a chance in the um, business, like, an entertainment and facility and, like, just to give everyone a chance because not everyone looks the same and everyone is different and has everyone has obstacles to go through and we shouldn't be treated differently because of our gender or our race or anything like that because we're all people in the end and we all deserve the best that we can get.
2: Would you say this panel sort of met your expectations going in? Were your expectations for the panel or what you thought was going to be discussed
4: happen? Yeah, I actually do think so. I think it was a really powerful event that a lot of people needed to hear. I wish it was like world cast and all of that because it was just really informational and educational for people and it, it kept a lot of people aware and I think it would just spread a really good message for everyone in the world.
2: I know this isn't going to be like, as uh, this probably isn't going to be like broadcast anywhere, but um, I still think it's kind of a good idea. What was your, uh, what age rating would you give this panel?
4: Um, I think, honestly, I think of maybe starting at like maybe 10 to 18 or like older than 18 because I think at a young age we should start getting younger kids aware of like society and that it's okay to have different everyone else because that's how society is nowadays and like not everyone looks the same not everyone is the same everyone has different views and we should just be open to that so I think just starting at a young age as possible would be the best way to start.
2: Um, Do you think each of the panelists did a good job in getting their message across? And if there was one that you had, or there was one panelist that you think didn't do that so well, who was it?
4: Um, I think all panelists actually um, got their message across really well. They all talked about their hardships and stuff like that. I just... Every everyone's story I really admired, and they all had some hardships that they had to go through. And just seeing how they made their way up in the world, it just really inspired me to do that as well in the future.
2: Do you think this panel will stay with you long after you went to it?
4: Yeah, I really do. I actually really do. Because I just love to be aware and like spread positivity and like awareness to the world. So I think just remembering this panel will get me... To spreading it more and just talking to people about this panel because it was really, really good and interesting and informational for everyone to learn about gender and races in the world.
2: What was the one thing, um, or the one, the main thing uh, you learned
4: from this panel? Um, I think the main thing that I learned is that everyone's different and that's okay, and that just seeing it just kind of made me sad that people were treated this way because of their skin color, their gender, because that sh- that's not how it should be in society. It should be, like, equal, even though it's not really right now. But I just, I hope one day that it will be like that, and just seeing that there's panels like this to talk about these situations happening, it just spreads a lot of awareness, and I really look up to that.
2: That's a, yeah, that's a very important message um, e- now, and I think it will be an important message for a long time. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about A Wrinkle in Time. And right now I'm talking to Amani about See Jane Mascots Matter panel hosted by Gina Davis Foundation for Gender Equality. So you sound like you like this panel a lot. Um, Did this make you want to research more about this topic in particular?
4: Yeah, it did. Um, Just like I've known a lot about some um, gender and race and stuff like that being as a being a person of color, a woman of color. Um, But I think just it made me want to be more aware of what's going on in the world and how like as being a teenager, I can help and spread more awareness. So I think just trying to spread as much awareness as possible is something that really motivated me in this panel.
2: Um. After going to this panel, how would how would your um, answer to this question change? How are products being marketed to children through brand mascots? Like, how is your sort of outlook on this sort of question changed now that you have more information about it?
4: Um, I think that just seeing the statistics in the panel, just that how society is not really giving, like, a lot of diversity and how things are... Granted to children, and I think hopefully in the future that the mascots will change and that it'll be more diverse because that's how it should be because everyone in the world is different and we don't all look the same, so I think just spreading a lot of awareness about like different qualities and stuff like that, I think that that's how I would answer the question, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think that's a really good answer, especially,
2: I think we all need to know that we are not all the same and we are different, and we should be proud of that um, and always strive to not be like everyone else. And um, I think that's a very powerful message. So um, you talked a little bit about how you really liked Courtney Parker. Um, I'm curious, are there any other things that uh, she said that really stuck with you?
4: I think just how she would, like, she talked a lot about how she would, give anyone a chance in her business and or her company and that it wouldn't matter to her about what they looked like or what they were dealing with or if they had a disability or what gender they identified by they like she would just give everyone a chance because she knows what it's like to be dealt with stereotypes and stuff like that so I just really admire her presence and like what she had to say throughout the panel.
2: So I read on the website for this um, panel that she worked on Law and Order. Did she talk about working on, you know, that sort of, uh, that show at all at the panel?
4: She did talk about it a little bit. And she also just, she morally t- more touched based about, like, just society in general and how, like, it's hard for a lot of people nowadays and that it shouldn't be like that just because we're a woman or anything like that. And I just I just really admire her for just focusing on that and the stereotypes and women and how we do have a hard time, even though we're the opposite gender from males, but that's not how it should be because we, we all have the right to gain anything in life, you know?
2: What star rating would you give this panel?
4: I would give it a five out of five because I just really love the awareness being spread and... Just the topics about gender and race, and I really admire that, and I hope that a lot of people learned a lot from this panel as much as I did.
2: Well, thank you for talking with me today. This panel sounds really interesting, and this conversation sort of makes me want to go look up more about the the issues that were explored in this panel.
4: Thank you for having me.
2: (laughs) Oh, no problem. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin. From Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Guess How Much I Love You, an enchanting Easter.
3: Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're
0: listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year. Or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
2: Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about A Wrinkle in Time and See Jane Mascots Matter panel hosted by Gina Davis Foundation for Gender Equality, and next we'll be talking with Leah from Long Island age eleven and Ryan from New York City, age fourteen, about a wrinkle in time. So how are the both of you doing today? I'm doing great. And I'm doing fine. Oh, and by the way, this is Leah's first time on a show. She is new to this radio show, so congratulations on that. Thanks. Alright, so Ryan, what did you think about this film? Overall I found this film okay
5: the only reason why I don't really, like, find this film great is that I feel like there's certain parts missing. And even though I didn't read the book, I feel like towards the end it felt rushed, and that's why I find it okay. If they just, like, slowed down the ending a little bit, it would have felt better.
2: Leah, what did you think about this film? Um, I think they kind of rushed the
6: journey to get to the end and complete the goal of the movie. And there were only three worlds that they got to, so I felt like I was getting so pumped up for the it. And then within a couple minutes, it was just over. So I was kind of disappointed. So have you read the book, Leah? Um, actually, my teacher read the book to us. I kind of like half-listened, so I got like the main plot of the story.
2: So um, for those who haven't read the book or don't know what this movie is about, what is it about?
6: It's about a couple of kids. Meg is the main character. She goes and she needs to find her father. She studies like big space and larger things and galaxies, so he goes out and leaves them. So she goes out on a journey with Miss Who, um, Miss What's It, and Miss Witch for half the way, to um, try to go find her father with her little brother, Calvin, and, I mean, her little brother, Charles Wallace, and Calvin, a boy, and they go out trying to find their father, and they go to um, these different planets to go in search of him and have to defeat the it.
2: Cool. So, uh, Ryan, what is your favorite
5: part of this film and why? And um, my favorite part of the film is towards the end. I'm not going to spoil much, but it's not that I love the scene just for, like, what's going on. I just love it for the visuals. It's like when May, like, is walking and then all of a sudden she sees a staircase and she starts going up. And the thing is that it's invisible and it's so cool how she like took a risk and it paid off. I'm not going to say like what happened afterwards because that's spoiling, but I like that scene for like the cool
2: illusion. Leah, who is your favorite character in this film?
6: Um, I think my favorite character might be... Mm, oh, I really liked um, Miss What's It because she was funny. How she kept on kind of insulting Meg a little bit.
2: Yeah, I actually, I kind of have to agree with you on that one. I kind of liked Mm -hmm. that. I don't remember in the book her hating her that much, but it was kind of made the movie a little different from the book in a way that I kind of liked. And how she sort of continues to keep doubting her even until the very end. Mm -hmm. Um, You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about A Wrinkle in Time, and today's show is sponsored by guess how much I love you, an enchanting Easter. And right now I'm talking with Ryan from New York City, age 14, and Leah from Long Island, age 11. So Ryan, what did you think about the performances in this film as a whole?
5: I have to say I really enjoyed all the performances, especially from The Misses, my favorite. like I feel like Mrs. What's It? Who was played by Reese Witherspoon? Performance was very interesting because her character was kind of like unnatural and like her dialogue kind of felt like out of place. Like he wouldn't say that to other to another person, but I felt like it kind of fit with this film because the misses are supposed to be like mysterious, and she brought that to the table.
2: What lessons did you both learn from this film?
6: Um. I think I learned uh, never to doubt yourself or feel down, like never to doubt yourself and think you're not, you're horrible and put family first.
2: Ryan, what lesson did you learn from this film? Um,
5: I learned that the film was like a message that was shown was that you should like embrace like your uniqueness and the stuff that makes you you. Because <clears throat> because when you don't, like, the it gets stronger because you're kind of, like, doubting yourself. And I really like how if you embrace yourself, you become more powerful.
2: Yeah, I gotta say, that's kind of what I drew from the movie as well. And I thought that was a really powerful message for, and not what I was expecting the lesson to be going in. So, what did you think about the special effects then, uh, Leah?
6: I thought they were great. And I thought the scenes were very beautiful, even though some were kind of unrealistic, but it was still very beautiful.
2: Ryan, what did you think about the villain of this film?
5: Um I kind of, I kind of felt a little bit confused about the villain because it didn't really have a true like evil form. Like you didn't like really see the villain. You kind of saw their act, like his or her actions. And like there was a planet based off of the character, you could say. And, I don't know, I kind of felt like the villain was kind of, like, not really there towards, like, the beginning and was just there at the end. And I just kind of felt bummed out, like, the villain wasn't there for, like, the most part of the, like, the majority of the film.
2: Uh, Brian, do you have any comments about what you thought of Meg as a character and how Storm Reed portrayed this character? Um, I really enjoyed her performance.
5: It was very cool seeing how... She showed, like, her, like, in a way, grieving over, like, her father disappearing. And it just, like, was cool when she was, like, showing that she could advocate for herself in certain scenes.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I liked this Meg was a little more strong and intelligent in a way that changed from the book. And that's actually, that's one of the things I liked about this movie over the book is how some of the characters were um, a little more interesting. So, what age and star rating would you give this film, Leah? I would
6: recommend this film for ages maybe 7 to 14, and I think um, older kids may like it too. And I would give this film a 3 out of 5 star rating.
2: Alrighty. Well, thank you both for talking with me today. Thank you. You can go see A Wrinkle in Time now, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. So... Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by, guess how much I love you, an enchanting Easter.
0: Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hello and welcome back to the program Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I already said that. It feels like we're going, it feels like I'm repeating time over and over again. Speaking of which, we're going to end this segment with a wonderful Catherine talking about a wrinkle in time. Ending this, we've been talking a lot about it. So, Catherine, what did you think about this film?
7: This movie was an exciting action-packed story that had so many fun twists and turns, and I and I really loved it.
1: Now, you have not read the book, so people who have read the book were a little bit disappointed by it. But since you haven't seen, you haven't read the book. What did you think of it overall? What did you think of the story?
7: So, I know that this book is um, loved by a lot of people, and since I've never seen the movie, I think it gave me a different perspective on the book because I watched it with no expectations. Like, I didn't really know what was coming, and I really, I really, really liked it, and I especially like the lead, um, Storm, who plays Meg.
1: Now, see, I've mentioned this on the show before, and I really strongly try to stress that books and movies are two different things. And that for people to, for people who say like, Oh my gosh, the book is better than the movie. It's like comparing like a painting to a book. It's like the there two different types of art and that one, a film is going to have to, a film's not trying to be an audio book. It's trying to be a representation of what the book is trying to convey. So I do get a little bit, I'm a little bit, uh, it's a bit pet peeve when people try to compare the books to movies and say like, Oh, the book is better. Like, Eh, they're two different mediums, but I digress. What did you think about the visuals in the movie?
7: I thought the visuals were amazing. I thought the special effects were amazing, and I liked how they made impossible things possible, and um, I liked the way that they filmed the actors when they were speaking, and the scenes of action were just unbelievable.
1: See, I love films like this that just transport you into a whole different world. It's literally, this isn't the definition of an escapist film. Just totally take you into a world of just pure imagination and wonder. And it's, and the visuals is absolutely mesmerizing. So, what did you think about the characters in this film? Because not only do we have, like, big-name actors like Oprah Winfrey and Reese Witherspoon, but we also have some amazing, like, child actors like Storm Reed And, I'm sorry, might I add, it's just great time for child actors I mean monster calls stranger things it um, wrinkle in time this is just a great opportunity for amazing child actors to break out so um, what did you think about them
7: I I really liked um Meg's little brother Charles Wallace he was actually my favorite character because he just loved Meg so much and everything he did in the movie was for her and even though Charles Wallace was only five years old, he was extraordinary, extraordinarily intelligent, and he could understand things in ways that Meg and the others couldn't. And um, Meg's friend Calvin came with them, and I like how Calvin was a really good supporting actor. He he always just kind of he kind of went with the flow, and he just was good.
1: Well, fantastic! Well, yeah, it was just an amazing star-studded cast. So um what would you say is the message of this film?
7: Um I got that the message of this film was that love never really goes away and that even if you don't feel the love it's always there.
1: And why do you think that's an
7: important message? Because even though Meg had lost her father and wasn't and her father wasn't with him for a long time, she didn't really feel his love he didn't she didn't really feel his presence but before his father went her father went away he was always telling her like it never love never really goes away we're always gonna be here even if you can't feel it and i think that was special for meg especially all throughout this movie very
1: nice You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Guess How Much I Love You, an enchanting Easter. We're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Catherine about A Wrinkle in Time. So Catherine, what would you say is your favorite scene in this film?
7: My favorite scene is when Meg, her little brother Charles Wallace, and her friend Calvin met all the Misses together, and they tessered for the first time. I liked how Meg was very hesitant at first, And Mrs. What's-It didn't think she was ready to come along, but Charles Wallace and Calvin really encouraged her and helped her through her fear, I guess.
1: And why would you say... I'm saying... Let me repeat that. What would you say is your favorite character?
7: So, like I said, Charles Wallace is my favorite character because he's just so supportive of Meg, and he just really loves her.
1: Uh... Are there anything about this film that you really need to talk about? Like you just gotta get it off your chest.
7: Well, the I think the actors were amazing. I think the misses were amazing. Um, I also really like Chris Pine's performance as Meg's father, Mr. Murray. And altogether, I think the cast really complemented each other really well, and they just kind of blended. Hmm.
1: It's a perfect star set of cast, especially with a big ensemble like that. It's it's easy to maybe overshadow certain cast members, but, I mean, everybody seems like they just work together, like, beautifully in one big collection of powerhouses, powerhouse performances. Now, uh, why do you think films like this are important, especially with, we were talking about gender equality, and especially with more and more talk about, you know, representation of not just, like, actors, but, like, especially filmmakers, because there was, I think, I don't know, I, I can't give you the statistic, but, like, there was, I mean, like, there was a significant amount, of uh, significant drop in foreign filmmakers, and there's so many out there that want to break through, but it's, there's just, they're not given the financial backing. So what do you think about that?
7: I think Madeline Langle really brought the Wrinkle in Time book to life, and I think that it's really good to have strong leading women characters, especially like Oprah Winfrey, um, and her performance was really amazing. But I just liked how Ava DuVernay brought this whole story to life.
1: Yeah, I I love her so much because she's just making so many amazing films, and I'm just glad that she's actually getting rec- she's getting more and more recognized for her films and for what she does. I mean, there's so many great filmmakers out there Greta Gerwig, Dee Rees, so many of them out there. So, so many out there that just need to get recognized. And, you know, they need to just be, we need more and more female, African American, just a more diverse array of filmmakers out there. So, I hope this film can keep pushing and advocate for for that in the media. Uh, Now, Catherine, what would you say is. What do you th- what do you think is the most difficult part about like adapting a film from a book? Because this, this is based off a book, and that is like a big thing Hollywood does. What do you think is some of the challenges?
7: I think that once you read the book, you have this image set in your mind about what the scenes look like, what the characters look like, what's happening, like how you imagine them when they're saying what they're saying, and then it's really difficult when you're trying to bring such a loved movie or a loved book i'm sorry when you're trying to bring such a loved book to life into a movie and like you said before books and movies are two totally different things but if they they can tell the story but just telling it slightly differently is i think how the book can translate into the movie
1: you yeah, nice and what'd you say is the age range for this film
7: So, I recommend this movie for kids ages 7 to 18-year-olds, and I also think it's a really good movie for families. It's a really good family movie, and just people of all ages.
1: And how many stars would you give this film?
7: I gave this film five stars. I just really love this film and all the characters in it. And
1: is there anything else about this film? Like, Would you change anything? If you had to nitpick, really, would you change anything about this film?
7: Well, a part of the film that I found a little bit difficult was how Charles Wallace, he was kind of, I don't know, he kind of became a little bit possessed, I guess, and he just, I couldn't really tell if he was still, if he was still fully aware of what he was doing or if he was, like, totally, completely fallen under a spell.
1: I understand, like, sometimes, like, you just want to go deep into a character and figure out, like, what, where are they going? And it's just like, oh, that seemed to be kind of a consensus that sometimes that, especially with Benjamin earlier in the show, said, like, we wanted to learn more about some of the characters deeper. And that's understandable. But, again, it seems like a great, fantastic film. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. But, you know, the only way to find out if you're going to enjoy it is if you go and see it for yourself. So thank you so much, Catherine, for ending us with today's show. You, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You too. Thank you. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out and draw your own conclusion. With that said, you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out our latest reviews on the the newest movies and DVD releases, go check out our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check out our YouTube channel, Kids First, to see our latest content. We also write blogs and, of course, our weekly radio show. With that said, this show is sponsored by Guess How Much I Love You and Enchanting East and I'll see you in the next video show
0: thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision tune in again next week